Welcome Black Hollywood Live fans. On today's Fit Club, we talk about the fruit that tastes like pulled pork, the obesity gene, and my weekend at the Vegan Street Fair with my co-host Fallon Mercedes. Stay tuned for more. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, Fit Club. All right, you guys, here we are. Thanks for waiting. If you have been patiently waiting to watch us, um, I'm your host, Fallon Mercedes. You guys can find me online at fitwithfallon.com or at fitwithfallon on all social media. And I'm here with my lovely co-host. Where can they find you? Yep, uh, Shaka Smith. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong. All right, so as you know, Shaka has been slowly trying (laughs) to... what is it called? Right, right, like, right. Get you into the vegan yeah, lifestyle. Get me into the vegan lifestyle. Converting you yeah, a little by a little. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> um, and, you know, we try to pick topics that are educating and about, you know, becoming vegan or vegetarian. And yeah. this weekend so happened to be one of the largest vegan festivals in LA. Our yeah. guest last week. Vegan um, fat kid, Tim Moore. Yeah. Shout out to him. Yeah. Um, you know, he told us he was going to be there, so he invited us down, and we had such a good time. Yeah. It really opened me up, and I brought some photos and videos of uh, me and Shaka at the fair. Um, you know, I think there was like 20,000 people there. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, it was great. You can see them now. <laughs> With this video? There's going to be a video, Uh, yeah. But yeah, that was, it was like so many vendors. It was awesome. It's coming, it's coming. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can play both videos. And then, um, you know, some of the food that I tasted was amazing. Um, Everybody was talking about you have to have the street tacos, which, as you'll see in the video and the pictures, I mean, if you didn't tell me that those were. You would never never know that it wasn't pork yeah i would have never known that it wasn't pork in those tacos i'm telling you they were amazing if i can cook (laughs) like that i can become vegan and you can (laughs) all right here's me uh showing you that i'm eating uh the street taco looks just like me wouldn't even be able to tell the difference and I think I have, like, close-up photos, too, of uh, the tacos so you can kind of see what it actually looks like. It's pretty dang. I mean, even looking at the pictures, you couldn't guess that it wasn't, I don't know if you see it right there. Like, yeah. I tried to bite it so you could see inside. It literally looks like pulled pork. Yeah. It looks really, really yummy. So um, and then I have one more video of just me and Shaka, yeah. you know, yeah, uh, saying hi and at the food festival. Uh-huh. We'll play that for you in just a sec. If you guys follow me online at Fit with Fallon, you would have seen it on my Insta story. Um, and then Shaka, you posted some of the photos. Yeah, too. definitely. Like to hit up all social media, right? <laughs> Shaka and I are here at the Vegan Fair Festival. What up? We're out here. I'm here. You're going to do the entire festival. <laughs> <laughs> and I look forward to eating some good food. Um, And they had everything from, like, ice cream and cookies and donuts and, yeah. It was the first time I'm not, I've seen people have, how do you pronounce it, kombucha? Yeah, kombucha, yeah. And um, I remember I was getting it with my friend. She had met up with me, and they were pouring it out of a beer tap. And I was like, are you sure that's not beer? I was a little confused. But I had, like, a strawberry mint kind of flavor. Yeah, the way they ferment it. And it was so good. And then um, I ended up, I didn't tell you this, I ran into our 
our vegan uh, friend who who has come on the show, yeah. John Sally. Oh, he was great. There. Yeah, I thought he might be yeah, there. Yeah, of we were looking of for course. him, right? Yeah. It wouldn't have been a real vegan festival, yeah, if right? Wasn't if there. John yeah. Sally wasn't there. So shout out to John Sally. So we chopped it up, and I told him, okay, I'm getting ready. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting closer. <laughs> I'm getting closer. there. Yeah. It was just, it was really nice to see so many like minded people. Um, and it was funny, too, because like people were rapping on the, the mic. I don't know if you've heard, and they were like uh, rapping about vegan food. Yeah, oh, cool. I don't know if you heard that song. Um, it was big, like the greens, greens, potatoes, potatoes. Oh, yeah. So they like remixed it That's and awesome. was just talking about being vegan and vegan food and how you're more aware and you love life. And yeah. I was feeling the whole like vibe. And I remember driving there. I was on the phone with my mom. She's like, hey, where are you headed? And I'm like, oh, I'm going to this vegan fair. And she's like, you're vegan? <laughs> She's like, what do you do at the vegan fair? It was just a whole other world. Again, world, I'm not yeah. from California. So, um, yeah, East Coast, yeah. I don't think. I mean, there are vegans on the East yeah, Coast. Yeah, but, but it's not it's, a thing. Like, yeah, was, So you'd here, be like, why are you going to a fair? And like, then today, <laughs> my mom, we were chatting again. She was like, so, how, how was the fair? How yeah. was the food? Was it good? And I yeah. got to tell her all about it. So it was awesome um, to it go. Was, I'm excited to, to try to attend those more. Yeah regularly because I feel like you learn so much you taste so much food you meet and you know where the locations are where the restaurants are that you can go to that are close by we saw Donut Friend yeah Donut Friend was nice Yeah, but they did not have my Samoa uh, donut that I want that was so good oh my god I actually heard it was too funny this uh, boyfriend and girlfriend got in some huge fight at the vegan fair and all I heard was him going I had to effing try your kombucha you can effing try my mushrooms (laughs) and I was like I I, I, I like to hear that kind of argument Problems, yeah. right? Where you're fighting over <laughs> vegan food. And and, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> we had a good time. All right, so because I fell in love with these tacos, I had to go home and dig up and do some yeah, research. Where do you get these bad exactly. boys, right? What is it made of? How do I make it? So I have seven recipes for you um, and kind of explain what jackfruit is because yeah. that's what made up that pulled pork type of texture and what was in the taco. So if you're wondering what T, what is it, WTF? Yeah. <laughs> what is jackfruit? It's a starchy member of the fig family. Um, it's a staple in Asian cuisines, which I didn't know that because I think I eat a lot of yeah. Asian food, well, but yeah. I guess I don't Yeah, I've never come like across, real... at least Americanized. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's also popular uh, or has been popular in the can form. Um, and it's filled with potassium, fiber, anti-inflammatory benefits. Uh, and again, when you cook it and you shred it apart, it has this freakishly similar consistency look, and yeah. texture, consistency of pulled pork. All right, so the first re- recipe that we have is jackfruit street potato curry with spinach. Um, again, I will post these on my social media or at least the link um, so you can actually get, because I'm not going to read through every recipe. Yeah. I'll just say the names of the recipes so you can actually learn how to make them. And it's cool, too, because I'm like, okay, I got the tacos. I know I can make that with yeah. jackfruit, but what else can I make? Do, yeah. So you could do spicy chipotle garlic jackfruit tacos. Mm. You could do vegan no tuna sandwich. So this is pretty cool because in the pictures from what it looks like for this recipe, it looks like tuna. Because you can shred it differently. Exactly. Yeah, kind of, yeah. So I'm like, oh, that actually really mm-hmm. looks like tuna. Uh, there's pulled jackfruit enchiladas, uh, barbecue pulled jackfruit bowls with Asian peanut slaw, 
jackfruit and black bean wraps and jackfruit pilaf. Have you oh. ever made anything with jackfruit? I like jackfruit sliders, and that's because you you can buy it at the store. And so, what store do you go? Um, Ralph's. So, oh, really? so yeah. So okay. just for people out there, if you have Kroger's on the East Coast, or you know, <laughs> it's just a regular grocery store. It's yeah. not like a specialty, like a Whole Foods or anything like that. So yeah, they have them prepackaged, and they have them like already kind of with the barbecue flavor. And so I'll just buy the prepackaged jackfruit, and I'll okay. throw it on some you know some gluten free bun. And is it in the freezer aisle? Or? They have it like. You know where you get the milk, like in like the more the like refrigerated aisle, not yeah, the freezer yeah. aisle. Okay, it's in that aisle. Yeah. Okay, I'm writing that down because yeah. <laughs> I will be making some jackfruit, you guys. Yeah, it's it's awesome, and it's like and, economical too. It's like six dollars a pack, and the pack can make two or three. Surgeries. And like, what what does it look like if I were to buy just jackfruit itself? I've I've never seen the actual jackfruit. This comes in a prepackaged where it's already barbecued, flavored mm, for you, and okay. they have like other flavors as well. Got it. Um, so it's. Easier, so all you gotta do is really heat it up. Yeah, but I've never seen the actual jackfruit. Yeah. so you we're guys, getting there. Uh, you guys out there, if you have any jackfruit recipes, if if this is a staple in your home or something that you love to cook, you have a recipe that I didn't mention today. Please let us know because I really, really want to kind of get my hands on this, master it. Yeah. So when I'm fully ready to make the vegan, it, it, you, you know, know uh, yeah, leap, yeah. I I will feel very satisfied. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, I used to love, love, love pork, and I. Yeah. I, you know, I remember thinking, man, I'm never going to be able to have pork again. Yeah. And I had this, and I was like, perfect. Yeah. And so it makes that transition so much easier when you know you have things to lean on that are way healthier yeah. and give you the same yeah. sort of mental response. Well, to be honest, I honestly eat spicy black bean vegan burger- burgers. Yeah. All the time. Oh, uh, the great. veggie yeah, patties. Because yeah. it just you, at, at a certain point you actually you I like prefer them more. It. Exactly. <laughs> like the taste is so good, and I know like you guys probably you real vegans will make fun <laughs> of me, but it's just like Morning Star. Yeah, yeah. But it tastes so good. I almost sent you a Snapchat uh, snapshot last weekend when I went to the grocery store. I bought all this like Morning Star products. Good though. Hey, <laughs> you're making that. Transition. And then I did. Uh, I bought almond yogurt. You good, know, yeah. instead of doing the dairy. And, and, and that's like, all. It's about making incremental mm-hmm, changes. Yeah. A little time. Like I've always been about. That's why it took me three years to go vegan. Yeah. I didn't do it overnight. There's yeah. no way. Um, so yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys want to help me too, if you have you know other recipes other than jackfruit, let me know what you guys are doing to be vegan, healthy, and strong. Yeah, and just to let people know out there, if you're in a Ralph's, I don't know if they do this in Kroger's, but in Ralph's, which is also Kroger's on the West Coast, essentially. In every single aisle, there's a little green section, which I just never noticed until I went vegan, mm-hmm. um, that's kind of denoted by, like, little green banners. And that's where they have the healthiest fare. Mm-hmm. So that's where you're going to find your organic, your gluten-free, and your vegan-type products. Mm-hmm. So just look in the aisles and look where it's, you see the green. That's it. You know, uh, being from the East Coast, I will never forget when they first made a Trader Joe's yeah. in my hometown. And I remember everybody, like, just being in awe that they would have something like that because yeah. that type of lifestyle, we didn't grow up like yeah, that. Yeah, it's so not like valued, yeah. When I moved to L.A., I mean, there's Trader Joe's, Whole Foods, yeah, sprouts, there's Sprouts, yeah. there's everything. And I'm like, wow, this is such a new world. Yeah. There's so much healthy foods that I can go after. Yeah, Trader Joe's is at least really economical, too, so yeah. it's kind of nice. Yeah. yeah, I love Trader Joe's. All right, let's talk about genetic forms of obesity. Mm-hmm. Now, um, you know, some people say or think that, you know, um, 
I guess becoming obese, it doesn't run in your genes, but scientists are aware and have been aware of 24 genetic conditions that can cause obesity. And this new study, it actually has found more. So right now, uh, scientists have found 79 79, rare genetic syndromes where obesity is the key symptom. Now, to be considered obese, your BMI, um, which they take your height and age and what your weight should be for that ratio Um, and they give you a number and if your number falls higher than 30 that means you are technically obese me I have a problem with this because I am 5 feet tall (laughs) and any number (laughs) I'm obese yeah and for me like I carry a lot of muscles so sometimes yeah exactly yeah Yeah, exactly so do I I think but um I like to look at it at the body fat percentage rather yeah. than BMI. But again, um, this is That's you know, categorized. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's a hormone. We've talked about this before. Leptin. It's yeah. produced by the body fat cells, which is responsible for that. You know, when you know you're full. Yeah, that satiety feeling. Yeah, yeah when you're like, okay, I, I've eaten enough. Usually, when you are obese. You don't get that because yeah. your leptin levels are yeah. so low. Yeah. So you kind of just keep on eating and eating. You and if you get obese, you know it kind of brings your hormones out of whack, so they're not operating in the optimal way. Exactly. Now um, there only needs to be one mutation in the gene, which will mean you'll be a hundred percent likely or will be obese. So what this means is that in your genes, if you have a mutation. You only need 1% to become obese. So it's not a chance that you will be obese. You will become obese. So that kind of opened my yeah. that kind of opened my eyes. And not saying that you can't do anything about it. I was going to say, yeah, let, let's not let this be a, a, a crutch article. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't want you to think. But I think we yeah. need to be more open and yeah. more aware. And I think sometimes... Even myself, um, being in the industry and day in and day out working in it, sometimes I can be a little tunnel vision. Yeah. And I have to read articles like this and study up on stuff like this to, to realize, you know, there there are people out there who... This is a medical condition. Yeah, just like I wouldn't tell someone who was suffering, you know, who lost an arm or a leg that, hey, just get up and walk. Yeah. You know, I have to say, look... Let me look at it from a different perspective. So I, I think for people in the industry, this is really important. For doctors, it's really mm-hmm. important, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, statistics show that 20% of adults in Canada are obese, mm-hmm. and one-third of adults in the U.S. are obese. So um, there's really not much else from this article that I wanted to pull out, but just to show that, you know, genetics do play into a, a fact that e- it might cause you to be obese. Yeah, but absolutely. again... But and this is not the majority of people by any means. Yeah, so th- yeah this yeah. is a, a small percentage of people we're talking about. Yeah, right? and, you know, we want to make you aware that whether you are obese, you have the high cholesterol, you're pre-diabetic or diabetic, sleep apnea, all those other things, you know, you working on your health, you working on your nutrition, you working out, period... Those things will help. Not saying it will cure what you have, but you know you got to be smart. You got to throw yourself into you know researching, yeah. learning, working with a professional. You know, 
getting into the gym, working with a trainer, even just getting outside and moving to do something about it. Yeah, and usually by the time you hit adulthood, your genetics that you're born with are play a very tiny role in the mm-hmm. way you look by the time you're like 18 or 19. Mm-hmm. But when I do see like children and I see I saw my sister growing up and my brother as well. Yeah. They were both very heavy set at a young age. Well that that's your genetics playing even more of a role at the time. Exactly. But by the time you're like eighteen, mm-hmm. uh, I want I want to say it was quoted maybe like 15% or mm-hmm. only your genetics are only f- affecting the way you look by mm-hmm. 15%. But now at that point, your environment may have affected you. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what yeah. I say too. But it was weird because I was in that same environment. Yeah. I was eating the same foods. I was, but yeah. I was never overweight at yeah. a young age. Yeah. However, when I started becoming older, 9, 10, 11, I started being um, a gymnast. I was uh, yeah. in gymnastics six days a week, competitive. So that environment started to change the genetics that you might have, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and, so, and, and that also informed your habits. Yeah. So, you know, if you got to the point where your genetics made you obese as a kid and kind of as a kid you, were, you gave up, and mm-hmm. so you ate even more, mm-hmm. then obviously you're going to continue eating more 18, 19, 20, and on to But now I see my genetics working against me. <laughs> I'm like, no, i got to work so much harder. <laughs> well, then as we age, and, we, yeah. Yeah, we have a, and that's one thing I tell people about fitness is it's constantly changing. Um, yeah, I may have had my fitness figured out by 20, but by 23 it was a little bit different because the way my activity, my metabolism changed, and by 25, you know, oh, things ser- continually It gets harder change. and harder, and people are like, oh, you know, this yeah. must be so easy for you. I'm like, no, no it's not. The minute you figure it up, figure it out, the body changes again. Yep. And so what works for me now is not going to work for me when I'm 40 or when I'm 50 or 60. You know, so I just have to keep yeah, innovating a work in process. and pay attention. Yeah, paying attention. Yeah. All right. Um, we have this cool uh, phone device that will be hitting the market hopefully in a couple years. <laughs> cool phone device. I Very think cool. it is. It is cool. It's, it's really innovative. Cool. <laughs> it's it's going gonna, it's gonna, to, you know... Um, it's going to help a lot of issues that yeah. currently what we're seeing. Uh, so there's a phone d- device test that helps with male fertili- fertility, and it's 98% accurate. This is crazy. So you can test your fertility at home yeah. on your phone. And what I love about this is because, <laughs> and I'm not trying to, um, you know, be, what's the word? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Say it. Yeah. I, what you're I, say. I don't want to say all men are like this. Yeah. But I know a lot of men don't like to go to the doctor, and I'm pretty sure you don't want to go to urologist and say, "Hey, can I you have test a me?" Issue, yeah. yeah, that's you know, it's very. It's a stigma, and it's like yeah, yeah. But now, right, here's the thing: if I have this app on my phone, you're going to ask to borrow my phone. You're say, yeah, <laughs> I don't. I'm good. <laughs> well, what you do is you go to CVS. They'll yeah. probably have it at different pharmacies, yeah. just like a pregnancy test, and that's what they're hoping. They're hoping it to be just as easy as going to the store and getting a pregnancy yeah. test. You get a fertility test. And what you do is you sync it up to your phone. You put your, I guess, urine sample on it. It takes a picture, and it can automatically scan what parts of your semen are mutated. And if it doesn't match up, then it will give you, like, a percentage. And I think if you're 40%, I think, yeah, if you're, if well, really, if you're below 15 million per milliliter of semen or motility, 
Yeah. That so, means you're forty percent below or below, and that means you could have fertility issues. Yeah. So it doesn't mean um, you know you can't have kids at all. However, you know you might have a chance if you do IVF. Some of that semen might be good enough to do IVF. But now you already know exactly. You know you don't have to try because in order to be considered, um, you know, infertile. Um, or have infertility issues, you have to go 12 months of trying to have a baby with your partner. After 12 months of trying and you still don't conceive, then that classifies you as being infertile. Which is like such a delay if you're trying to start a family. So it's nice to have an app that kind of just lets you know right off the bat and it's easy to go, you know, and you're not wasting tons of money going to the doctor. Yeah. We know healthcare is a little bit of a mess. It is. And statistics show, you know, 45 million couples were estimated, and this is in 2010, to be um, infertile. So that's 15% of all couples worldwide. 30 to 50% of those couples, it was the men's fault yeah. that they couldn't conceive. Um, so this is an easier, cheaper, faster way to get tested. I know I would definitely buy it and <laughs> like, uh, okay, hubby, when you come home, come here, just just give me some of your pee. Come that, on, that, just put it but, on this. I don't think and I think it's not a urine sample. I don't no, it is. It's a uh, urine sample. Oh, so I, you pee and um, you pee in a cup, and then the, you dip the. It's like a, a pregnancy test. I think there's one. You've where, probably never taken one. So no, no, <laughs> right. I think I think there's also. I think it's a semen sample. No, so you just you just. I think it's a semen sample. <laughs> That's the only way for it to test. Hold on, yeah. hold on. Now I'm thinking. Because <laughs> I remember <laughs> reading going. It's a test. Hold on. Yeah, no, it's a semen. It's a semen uh, sample. Okay, so it's not going to be so easy. <laughs> That's it's why I said you might not want to borrow that guy's phone. You might just say. Uh. <laughs> I didn't think about that. I'm thinking about girls. Yeah. You just pee in the cup. Oh, yeah, no. yours is a whole. Okay. <laughs> All right, excuse me, guys. <laughs> All right, but let's... it's still very accurate to me. Yeah, so. it is. So yeah. <laughs> All right, um, we have this army veteran who started a fight club to help others, especially veterans, to cope with their PTSD. Yeah. I love this story because I feel like there's a lot of veterans who come back from war who have psychological issues Mm -hmm. that they don't know how to deal with it or maybe they don't want to turn to medication. So for Todd Vance, um, he suffered from PTSD after serving in Iraq. He was part of the 9-11 attacks. And when he returned from home, he found himself coping with alcohol. And then after he went to counseling, his family said, hey, we think you have a problem. You should go to counseling. He was diagnosed with PTSD. When they sent him home, he had a bag of pills. Um, You know, he had mood enhancers, sleep pills, other things. And what he found was they did help, but he started being addicted to those things. So he went to high school and did a lot of, like, Muay Thai and different activities. And he felt like, you know what? I don't want to be dependent on prescription drugs or alcohol, so let me return to being physical again to see if this helps. So he just started doing like a local MMA gym, and he found that his mood was elevated, he was happier, and he found like he was really getting back to his old self. So then he's like, you know what, I'm going to pay it forward. If this helped me, I want to help other veterans. So in 2012, he started his own practice called POW, which stands for... I don't even know how to pronounce it. Pugilistic offensive. (laughs) (laughs) 
pugilistic, offensive warrior tactics. Yeah. It plays on the term prisoner of war because sometimes you could be your own prisoner of your own war that's yeah. going on in your head. Psychologically, yeah. Exactly. So um, since then, he's helped tons of tons of veterans and even yeah. people who just, you know, uh, have been affected by t- PTSD and other areas of their life. And I just love hearing that physical activity can really yeah. help you even with mental... Um, yeah, the, the science bears it out. We know about endorphins and runner's high and mm-hmm. the, the positive effects in the brain and um, what's released when you are physically active. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I had a friend who had PTSD mm-hmm. and did the same thing. He found that studying different forms of martial arts and uh, he was able to have a, a little bit of extra money so he would travel to Thailand and go study oh, Muay Thai. That's cool. And those were the things that kind of helped him work his way out of it to a degree. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, in a couple weeks, I, I think I shared this with you, Shaka. We're going to have a counselor on. She owns her own practice, and I've talked to her on many, many occasions about how there's a real, and people say this all the time, but there is a real mind-body connection. 100%. And she's going to talk to us about how, you know, your obesity could be caused by PTSD or could be caused by early childhood trauma, things that you've never dealt with. And you use your weight sometimes to cope. And I've seen this with clients. I've seen this even with myself. Sometimes you go through a breakup, you turn to food, you get into a new relationship, you're happy, you turn to food. There's so many ways to cope. You're stressed at your job. So I cannot wait to have her on because she's really going to dive into, I feel like, a realm that has not been tapped into too much. Well, we we don't talk about it that much, but what I was um, talking about this morning, actually, I was talking about the benefits of yoga because I think, and about that mind-muscle connection, yoga really checks you into Mm -hmm. your mind-body connection, not just because of I have to make my arm do something it's never done before, but there's sort of a meditative aspect of it where it takes you to places mentally, you know, you might take you back to Mm -hmm. that war field or wherever it was that you start to work out those kind of issues Mm -hmm. as well. So hopefully she talks a little bit about yoga and Pilates and how that can Yes, she's actually definitely, um, she goes to my gym, and one of the things she was telling me, she prescribes all of her clients, one, to do yoga. Good, that's awesome. She said, and we've talked about this on the show, that I think it's three weeks or four weeks of doing group yoga is equivalent to 12 counseling one-on-one sessions. I I, I believe it. I I have worked some stuff out on the yoga mat. (laughs) I I believe it too. So she prescribes yoga. This one I was surprised. She told me I and everybody should be getting massages. Oh, well, I mean, I think everyone's about that. You know? But see, the thing is, is I found that interesting because I personally, I don't like massages too much. I feel like right. they really hurt. Well, yeah, and you have to find the right um, masseuse. Because some people are really going for, like, the sports massage. It's like, yeah. I'm going to break up every tissue, and that's just not cool. Yeah, but the thing <laughs> is, is that I, I carry a lot of my stress in my shoulders. Yeah. And, and the counselor was explaining this to me when I was telling her, and she was saying that... You need to break up that stress in your shoulders. It's not just the muscle. It's you got to stop carrying that stress. And as you get the massage, it's going to help relieve the tension of not just the muscle, but the stress that you carry in general. I 
you know, I, I, there's got to be a balance, though. There's got to be a balance. Because I, I had a massage that was so painful once. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it made me more stressful, you yeah, know? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I might have forgotten about other things in my life because I was concentrating on the pain, pain? I was feeling exactly. then. But I wanted to get up and, like, hit the masseuse. Mm-hmm. So I was actually more amped up. Exactly. Yeah, there definitely <laughs> does like, need to be. So it would be interesting to hear how do you balance yeah. that between, like, someone relieving that stress and then, like, just a bad masseuse who's hurting you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I usually turn to acupuncture. I haven't done it in a oh, while, no, no. but I tend to find acupuncture works a little bit better than for me. I've never done that. i got to work on that. Yeah. Because you could be, you could just have a bad masseuse who's hurting you. So you, how, how do you distinguish? You well, know what I, mean? I mean, I've gotten a lot of referrals to this masseuse, so I yeah. don't know. I think I, I just might be a little sensitive no, to say, touch. No, I'm saying maybe maybe this masseuse is good, but they're like another masseuse might yeah. just be bad. Yeah. How would I know if it's bad or he's really releasing yeah, yeah, yeah. all my stress? You know, <laughs> I wouldn't know. You know. Yeah, but I usually turn to uh, acupuncture. It's um, less painful, even though there yeah, are Yeah, like, it, lo- it looks painful. The needles are so small, you can hardly feel them. Okay, cool. um, It definitely cured my insomnia for a long time. Yeah. Um, it was funny. I had bad insomnia from stress and anxiety. Went to a masseuse, I mean an acupuncturist, and I'll never forget, he came into the session. He said, honey, your time's over. You know, you look like uh, you were sleeping well. I didn't know you snore. Oh. <laughs> I mean, we're cool. We're okay, friends. I like, but I was like, okay, <laughs> I think I really did sleep because he knows that I snore. <laughs> so. And you, did you try cupping? I haven't tried cupping. we okay, got to get cool. my friend on. Yeah, we, we got to give him a call. Yeah. yeah, we're going to try cupping. You guys out there, how do you um, deal with uh, different you know, issues that you have in life when it comes to anxiety, stress, PTSD? Do you go to a therapist? Oh, there's this new um, tactic my mm-hmm. girlfriend just went to. We should probably check it out. It's called floating. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of floating clinics? No. All right, so um, there's not too <laughs> many of LA, them. I love L.A., by the way. Yes, I love L.A. There's not too many of them, but we found one. Well, she found one in Torrance, mm-hmm. and um, it's a clinic, and it has a bunch of rooms. Each room, there's a pool about, like, this much of water, and it's filled with so much Epsom salts yeah. that you float automatically, oh. just kind of oh, yeah. like the Dead Sea, yeah. and it's complete pitch black in the room they give you earplugs and for 45 minutes to an hour you literally float and you don't hear anything you don't see anything so what it's trying to do is back to the womb yeah it's (laughs) trying to um kind of numb your senses yeah it's trying to give you know your auditory your visual all your senses a rest and at the same time, the Epsom salt is pulling out all the toxins yeah. from your body, and it's helping relieve the tension in your muscles. Uh, and that does sound good. And then after 45 minutes to an hour, they'll slowly turn on music louder and louder, so you can wake up and yeah. hear, like, oh, my session's and over. And then at the end of it, it's like screamo <laughs> music, and you're just like... <laughs> exactly. And the water is um, body temperature, okay, so cool. it's not cold, it's not hot, oh, yeah. but I've been reading raving reviews Views. My girlfriend loved it until yeah. she couldn't find the um, the latch for the door to get she, out. Did she freak out? Was <laughs> she, she like did. let me out? <laughs> she did. However, she said her session was really good, so um, I'm definitely. It became an escape room after right, a while. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> definitely want to try that. Um, cool. I still need to try icing cup. We have a, a bunch to do here on Fit Club yeah, on our to do list. We will be. We'll be re- we will, refocusing and making yeah, sure we get them done. We'll keep you guys posted. All right, we had a great time with you guys. Yeah. Um, stay tuned. 
tuned next week. I believe I have a doctor on, right? Yeah. I think that's next yeah. week. Um, so we have a lot in store for you. And, yeah, reach out to us if yeah. you want anything covered, us to try anything new and yeah, fancy. exactly, right? Let us know. All right, you guys can find me online at fitwithfallon.com or at fitwithfallon on social media. Where can they find you, Shaka? You can find me at Shaka Strong on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. And be sure to give us five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to us on YouTube. And yes. uh, we will see you guys next week. All right, see you guys. Bye, guys. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, Tweet us or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live. Scipio, Instagram me at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood, Hollywood redefined. redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host owner and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.